coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I was trying to find my little place, but a place that would kind of let me have some responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then I found that at Corrigan's. He was a military guy, so I probably inherited some of his, uh, his uh, fierceness, which uh, my, my employees probably regret a little bit. <laughs> but, but, uh, and we just started talking and about the possibility of doing an authentic Irish pub. And man, oh man, I looked at him, and I was like, uh, I, I really had cut down to probably four days a week, a really four-day work week, and was doing some traveling and having a good, having a good time. That, isn't that what always happens? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is the deal maker that connects people to their hopes and dreams in the bar and restaurant business. He's uh, <laughs> he's probably the top uh, commercial broker when it comes to restaurant bar and restaurant business in the entire Tampa area. So he kind of knows where all the bodies are buried. He knows all the little <laughs> things going on. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. The show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. The podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Pete Boland, co-owner of The Galley and the newly opened Mary Margaret's Old Irish Tavern. We'll talk to Pete about the inspiration for Mary Margaret's and how he and his team made a trip to Ireland to visit the Mary Margaret's Tavern there. Before the interview, we'll have Alec Gutierrez from Copper Shaker and The Estate to tell us about a huge party fundraiser for Adrian Langford, a service industry veteran that was hit by a car. We We have have a great great show, so so stick around. around. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build your own? I know that I sometimes am, Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. 
Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. I am so hungry right now. I'm going to go to Noble Crust. What? You've never been? No way. Check this out. They do both food from the South and Italian, and they do an amazing job at both. They have some of the best fried chicken, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. The fried green tomatoes are not like anyone else's. They call it the FGBLT, but I think they should call it the OMG, because it has Tabasco honey pork belly and pimento cheese, and it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. Noble Crust also made six of St. Pete Foodie's best of list, best Italian, casual dining, best pizza, Bloody Mary's, meatballs, and best salads. If Noble Crust is already one of your favorites, then I have good news. They're expanding their service hours. Starting on February 7th, they'll be open for lunch on Fridays, and they'll start opening on Mondays for dinner starting February 10th. As always, on Saturday and Sunday, there's an awesome brunch starting at 10.30, and the deviled eggs are one of my favorites. The St. Pete location is on 4th Street North and 83rd, and they also have locations in Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel. You can check hours and menus at noble-crust.com. Noble Crust is a must for your next lunch, brunch, or dinner. So it's going to sound like I'm jumping ahead here for a moment because I'm going to tell you that next week on the podcast, we will be interviewing Alec Gutierrez which we have already recorded, and during that recording, he told us something that was very time-sensitive that needs to get out now, or the information would be out there too late. So this next segment, you're going to hear us talking to Alec about Adrian Lankford, who's a service industry worker that was hit by a car and injured badly, and you'll hear us talking about a benefit that they're having for him. Here we go. So recently, a friend of mine personally, and and really the hospitality community of Tampa Bay at large, uh, Adrian Lankford was involved in a pretty serious accident. Um, he was on his way to work in Sarasota, and um, I'm not sure the entirety of the details, but there was a, a car that was lost control and actually slammed into him while he was on foot. Oh, oh God. Man. Yeah, they actually had to amputate um, a portion of his legs, so <sighs> he's wow. without that now. Obviously, upon hearing that, you know, a couple people, Brenda Terry... Uh, and Caroline Lees from Tampa um, came to us and immediately were like, hey, guys, we really want to do something to help support Adrian. Mm-hmm. Would you mind helping out? Copper Shaker being one of the more you know influential cocktail places in the area and coincidentally being conveniently located between the Tri-City area. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we absolutely jumped at the opportunity. So uh, Monday, March 9th, uh, we're going to be hosting libations for Langford. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a charity event uh in adrian's honor to adrian um so we're gonna be we have a bunch of sponsors that have come together uh that have donated product uh we're gonna have 12 of some of the best guest bartenders uh in the area that are going to be rotating through the bar uh making classic cocktails all of those cocktails are going to be available for eight dollars mm-hmm. with a hundred percent of those proceeds going directly to adrian okay um we're also going to be hosting a raffle um we have some really really cool prizes including like rare liquors mm-hmm. um a paddleboard uh we have uh, yeti coolers and t-shirts and things like that gift cards from lots of uh, local restaurants including I think Roth from Kawa has donated a gift mm-hmm. card. Um, the people from Cassis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Uh, yeah, so we're going to be selling raffle tickets during the event. Again, it's Monday, March 9th, 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, at Copper Shaker in downtown St. Pete. And is there anything that people have to need to do right now, like buy, buy a ticket, go online and there's get a no, ticket? Or? There's no cover. There's no tickets or anything like that. Just show up Monday. We do have an event page on Facebook. If you look at the Copper Shaker's Facebook page, it'll lead you right to the Libations for Lingford mm-hmm. event page. Yeah, and that's uh, just at Copper Shaker on Facebook. Correct. Yes. Uh, and if you go to that event page, it also has a link for Adrian's Go. Fund me. I was uh, so just going to ask that if somebody hears this after, if they wanted they to donate it? directly to okay. Adrian, the GoFundMe is still alive and accepting donations as well. And how is he doing? Uh, he's in great spirits. Um, still I've in the not, hospital. He's still in the hospital. I've not talked to him, but um, I've seen photos and from the people that are close to him that have talked to him that I've spoken with, they all say he's in great spirits uh, and you know looking forward to recovery and growth. So no head trauma. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I believe the worst of it is his leg. Okay, well, we'll be thinking of him. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Today's show was recorded a couple of weeks ago because our guest is way too busy right now with the recent opening of Mary Margaret's Old Irish Tavern in downtown St. Pete. I'd like to welcome back Pete Bolin. Welcome, Pete. Yes, welcome, Pete. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. And we usually get some of your background up front, but you have been on before on episode 17. So if anyone wants to go back and hear Pete's backstory, that's episode 17 doesn't that came seem out. doesn't that long yeah, ago. Yeah. It doesn't, right? Yeah, post, post a link. It, I thought we had a good time. Yeah, yeah, we did. That was back in December 2018. And yeah. this is now episode 79. Time goes fast. <laughs> wow. So we are, haven't tried the food yet because we can't. Yep, we're, but. <laughs> we're, we're still in uh, the developmental phase, uh, yeah. the final developmental stage. Yeah, as we're well, recording very, this. Very, very final, since mm, your friends and yeah, family's abso- in two days. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be having it in two days. And, yeah, um, and I looked at the menu, and we're definitely going to talk about some of the food stuff. But instead of getting your background, we can get some background on Mary Margaret's. How about sh- that? Sure. Um, so, so basically, uh, as the story would go, you know, I'm Irish Catholic. Uh, I got Irish on both sides of my family. It was always kind of part of the thing uh, growing up. St. Patrick's Day being a little bit thing of our house, you know, we we didn't have the the Guinness and the whiskey, you know, when we were kids. But uh, it was always something my my father loved Irish soda bread, and uh, just was a very proud person of Irish American descent. So it was always kind of part of that. And then as I grew up and started working in pubs, like uh, I used to even work at a Bennigan's. Um, <laughs> right, uh, which right. which was like a, a you know it was a very successful brand for a long time it was uh, and it was it was fun and they did a great St. Patrick's Day right yeah and mm-hmm. you can still learn stuff there yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. No, and so I kind of started out doing stuff like that. I started Bart's when I was 19 and then just kind of fell into the pub culture and then uh, when I moved back to St. Pete in 2008 
I was trying to find my little place, but a place that would kind of let me have some responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then I found that at Corrigan's. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. Sam turned me loose. You know, I really learned an awful lot from Sam about how to run the business and how not to get bulldozed by employees and, and just kind of uh, and just being a really prideful, hardworking entrepreneur uh, mm-hmm. that he was. And he was, a, he was a military guy, so I probably inherited some of his... Uh, his uh, fierceness, which uh, my, my employees probably regret a little bit. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I just really fell in love with Irish pub culture, and we just really dived in and just really proud of the work and that transformation we did. And then that's where I, I got to meet uh, Kat and Aaron uh, over the years. With Kat just became my great tag team partner. She became assistant manager for us. Vandora. At, 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 we were at, talking yep, about Kat, Kat and Aaron Van- yeah, Vandora. Kat and Aaron Vandora. Aaron from Grazi. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Kat was my, was my tag team partner at Corgan's for a long time. We were just really proud of kind of bringing that kind of brand of hospitality and then us being from here just having a great local thing and we were just very proud of the things we had going on over there as I was trying to pursue pursue my own thing and getting my own thing going I always kind of dreamed of having my own Irish pub and as you remember what we used to talk about with the galley was we wanted to be like what an Irish pub would be like in Ireland mm-hmm. that wasn't themed or tied to anything but it was all about being from here and having the local food having the local flavor Mm-hmm. So uh, this is going to be kind of a flip of that coin. We're going to do the Irish stuff here the in Florida. What I, yeah, what I, the actual Irish stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, a few months, uh, a few months ago, around Thanksgiving time, uh, Chris D, uh, Chris Danino, who Main Street of Maine, uh, just became my friend years ago when I was working on my first project, and we just started talking and about possibility of doing an authentic Irish pub. And man, oh man, I looked at him. I was like, uh, I. I Really had cut down to probably four days a week, a really four-day work week, and was doing some traveling, having a good, having a good time. That, isn't that what always happens? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I was feeling really good about the way things were. We just paid off some debt at the galley, and like, you know, things were really starting to come along, and, and he just kept kind of bugging me about it, and I got to meet Jack. Uh, and uh, I had become friends with Roger over, over the recent years from being our neighbor right down the alley. And Roger, so, Roger was the former owner of Beantown Pub South, yep. which is... Yeah, Roger Zekhaib. Uh, mm-hmm. Roger just was always such a great friend and neighbor to us, and like we went to a Dropkick Murphys concert together uh, last year, and just uh, it just kind of made sense of trying to help him out because mm-hmm. I knew that he couldn't be uh, he couldn't be here full time. So uh, we got to talking, and the more I the more I felt, the more I thought that we could do it, and uh, I thought being the proximity of the galley was going to help out a lot. Mm-hmm. Being the situation we had at the galley, I thought would help out a lot. You know, uh, my manager Steve Garrett has been taking over a lot of responsibilities. And we really got the food program dialed in there. I felt comfortable enough to start a new project. You know, this would not be the most difficult thing we've ever done. Uh, it, it is, it is going to be difficult to kind of execute, but I just really fell in love with the idea of doing a proper Irish pub. And we were sitting there talking and thinking about what we we're going to call it. And then it just kind of occurred to me that, that this was where my grandmother's beauty salon was, right there on that block. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we we're going to be sharing some of the same walls. So it just made a lot of sense to name her yeah. after her. How cool is that? She was, so a, cool. she was a little yeah. redheaded lady. She was tough as nails. And uh, my father uh, used to call her the general because she was always about bossing people around, telling people what to do. So I'd probably get a little bit of that from her as well. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's back up a second. And I don't want to assume that everybody knows all the background here. So Right, right. Pete is the co-owner operator of the galley and then right next door to that a little bit newer is the hold yep where you specialize in rum how many rums you have there? Uh, we've got over 200 different varietals of rum and we use it as a private party space cocktail lounge it's kind of where all the regulars have kind of uh, latched onto that's their favorite hangout it doesn't have all the clang and bang of the restaurant you mentioned chris d that would be chris danino yes Mm -hmm. sir Uh, and 
he is the uh, he has the Enter Dine Group as his company, and he puts together restaurant deals. So he has his hand in more things than most people know regarding restaurants. Chris would here. like me to say, and I, and I do believe this, that uh, he is the deal maker that connects people to their hopes and dreams in the bar and restaurant business. He's uh, <laughs> he's probably the top uh, commercial broker when it comes to restaurant bar and restaurant business in the entire Tampa Bay area. So he kind of knows where all the bodies are buried. He knows all the little <laughs> things going on. And, uh, yeah. and, I, and I met him over 10 years ago when I was working on my first failed project, which is I was trying to take over the uh, what is now Fit to Run across from uh, Sundial. It was, it was Julian's little, Yes, that. it was Julian's Steakhouse. It was still outfitted as a, as a restaurant. Yeah, I love that it, it was, place. It was Hammerheads. It was a really beautiful space, and we kind of had a cool idea for it. Um, but, you know, I was a little bright-eyed at uh, 25 years old, thinking that I could come <laughs> together with the hundreds of thousands of dollars needed. But as, lo- as long as you learn, it's, yeah. A, yeah, yeah. it's a learning experience. And I learned a lot from Chris then, and we always kind of stayed in contact. And every time something would come along, you know, we'd sit and talk. And then he just became uh, friends of mine over the year. Yeah. And we also want to give a big shout-out to Chris's beautiful wife, Stacy, who is one of our... Uh, loyal podcast listeners. Thank you, Stacy Danino. Stacy's yes. phenomenal. She's a loyal uh, Galley Taco Tuesday fan as well. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then also, we mentioned Roger. Let's talk about that location. When I moved here 11 years ago, might have still been open then. It was the Independent. Independent, yeah. Independent. Mm-hmm. And then it became Cascanel. I don't think there's no, something No, in between there, the it was a Divorce involved in the independent split. Yep, and it became Emporium. Yes. Veronica took over the independent name and she left that, took that to Seminole Heights and now they have opened again on Central and Yeah, so for people that aren't, aren't familiar or new to the area, yeah. the independent was, uh, was a really big deal. That it was, was a very hot spot. It was kind of the first... It was a pioneer. It was, it was a pioneer as far as, you know, Florida was very much known as a beer desert back then. Mm-hmm. So uh, you couldn't get good beer. You could only get like macro beers like the Miller Lite, Coors Light, Bud mm-hmm. Light type of deal. And they were the ones really doing the great European style beers and craft beers from around. Uh, and they had a great following. Yes. Uh, but as St. Pete grew up, that market kind of evolved. I mean, Ferg's has 50 beers on tap now. Right, so. right. Everybody has a ton of beer on tap, but yes, yeah. they were the, the big... So, yeah, it went from Independent, which I think started early 2000s, Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and then they went on all the way through till about, what was it, 2010 or so? Uh, yes. To em- Emporium. Emporium. And then it became uh, uh, Cascanale, Cascanale. Mm-hmm. with uh, with the great talented guys from now, Copper Shaker and Estate, mm. right. uh, uh, Jeff and Jeff Catherall and, and Jeremy, Jeremy Wallace, Wallace, and then that whole team of just amazing characters and personalities. Mm-hmm. They all stay they all stay with them it's amazing it's like your group yeah it's just a it's a wonderful little band they've got going on so and they just did such a great job making it a great cocktail bar and putting in some really great bones what Uh, they did so well and what i loved so much is that i did not ever walk in there and feel like i was at the independent it didn't make me miss the independent because you know they just took it and created their thing they did a complete transformation it was amazing Yeah. yeah yeah And then it became Rattle and Hum for a short time, mm-hmm. and then Beantown Pub South, which that's Roger that we were talking about. Yep, and, uh, and Roger started off pretty strong over there. He, he had did. a good little thing, and uh, we had a good follow. He had a good following, and uh, mm-hmm. we would go there and kind of tease each other. You know, whenever the Lightning would play the Bruins or, or the right. Rays for the Red right. Sox, we'd or see you over funny. there because we loved hanging out there. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good lobster roll. Uh huh. Sure. It was. It was. And then Sea Dog for a short time because Roger is friends with Fred Forsley, who was on the show last week, the owner of Sea Dog. Mm-hmm. So. He tried it out and said, "Nah, I'm going to open up a Mexican joint in Gulfport instead. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the Independent and the Cascanale, extremely successful pl- sure. places in that spot. Just and then we've had a couple of unfortunate incidences at this point, And now you're going to take it over and make it a success yeah. again. And, and uh, I, I'm, people always 
tell you that uh, places are cursed. Right, uh, and right. I'm not a big believer in that, as you guys probably know. With, mm. They told me the same thing at the, the, the galley. galley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and just, you know, things have to kind of work out, and uh, you have to kind of fit the hole in the market. you got to be able to dedicate what needed to be dedicated to it. And Roger had some unfortunate circumstances, too. He lost some of his management team, and yes. he just had a lot going on back home in Boston. He's got three places in Boston, too. Yeah. So it was hard for him to get his arms out. I, I firmly believe, though, had... If Roger was here full time, he would have been able to figure out right. the space without mm-hmm. us. Yeah, but uh, he didn't have that luxury, and just turns out we were able to make friends over the thing. And Chris put this great deal together for us, and got some paperwork to me in, in two weeks. And then I brought Ian along as as I do, and uh, my partner Ian Taylor, just being this expert build out guy of doing a lot of stuff around here. Yeah, he's just, amazing. Yeah, I mean he's got his hands on. You think about places around here: Hooks, Oyster Bar, Avenue, uh, Corrigan's. Uh, obviously the galley mm-hmm. um, he's just done so many places around here where he's at least helping some sort of big elemental phase of the the structure cool awesome. we're going to take a quick break and after this word from our sponsors we're going to come back and get into the details and the menu for mary margaret's old irish tavern we'll be right back with pete boland Brr, it's a little chilly out there lately well that's the perfect time for soup but not just any soup Ramen is the ultimate chili day comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, they'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. Oh, M. Go get warmed up and filled up during these mildly chilly weeks at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? We are back! We are back! We are back with Pete Boland, who is the owner-operator of the galley, The Hold, and now, the new Mary Margaret's Old Irish Tavern. And you guys, uh, the team took a trip to Ireland, and there is a place of the same name there. So uh, when we decided on the name to kind of honor my, my family and my grandmother with uh, Mary Margaret's, which we felt was important to have a story behind whatever your name is for an Irish pub. That's, yeah. We felt that was part of being yeah, a true totally. Irish pub. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Corrigan's, that's the first name of Sam's family that came over to, to America. Mm-hmm. So that was the first surname that they had. Awesome. Um, so like uh, we felt that that was kind of important to have a, a, a story behind it. Uh, and as we're looking around, well, we obviously got to do our diligence, see if there's other trademarks, Mary Margaret's. Uh, right. th- there was a lot of Mary Margaret's like boutiques and stuff like that, but not uh, an any, any Irish pub. The only thing we could find was this cutout of an article that was from uh, the documentary The Irish Pub, which is strong. If anybody's into Irish pubs, watch the documentary The Irish Pub. They just go around interviewing the publicans, uh, famous publicans from around all the like, county, Donegal to all through Dublin and uh, in the mm-hmm. county down where Mary Margaret's is. Where, uh, where do we find that? Uh, that's uh, right outside of Newry in Northern Ireland. So no, it's about I meant two- the documentary. Oh, the documentary. <laughs> uh, uh, so the documentary is act- it's actually on Amazon Prime. Okay. It's about an hour long. It's a really good watch. A lot of, a lot of great little stories. Cool. They go interview all the old publicans and talk about modernization and, and what it means to be a true Irish pub. We will check that uh, out. I definitely recommend that. But uh, Mary Margaret was in the film. 
they in, they interviewed her and uh, oh, wow. they had this picture in front of her. Uh, they called it the old horseshoe bar, and then they've got her name up there. She's owned it for fifty four years, mm-hmm. and we thought that would probably be a pretty fun thing to do to go see the only other Mary uh, Margaret's Irish pub that we know of. And it was about a two-and-a-half-hour ride north of Dublin, uh, kind of going through the wind and the rain. We had a, they have, I forget what they call it. It was something like North Atlantic Storm Brendan was coming through there. It was like 50-mile-an-hour <laughs> winds and, oh, wow. and uh, like 40-degree weather. It was like opposite of Florida, you know. It was, it was really, it was, it, was, it was pretty cold for so, us. So you still can't get away from uh, named storms? No. <laughs> we were like, we were like, what the hell is this about? We didn't know. <laughs> but uh, we, we got pretty lucky with the weather, but we, we made it up there. And uh, what we discovered, too, and we, uh, we had a friend, uh, my friend Bob Kane has a bunch of cousins over there, as he's only uh, first-generation American. His parents came over uh, from the old country. So he, he connected us with uh, his cousins, and one of them became our driver and kind of our tour guide. Oh, cool. and drove us along the countryside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stephanie, uh, my, my lady love Stephanie, was kind of filming him the whole time because he just had this wonderful Irish accent and telling us all the stories <laughs> about the countryside and everything. Cool. But we got to Nor- Northern Ireland, and... Uh, George, who was our driver, was telling us how in these small towns, people don't drink. They're very against drinking and driving over there now. There's, they mm-hmm. just don't do that. So most of the neighborhood pubs, in the, especially in the smaller areas, they're just closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we kind of had a hmm. dice roll to drive up there. He's like, oh, you know, they might be closed, but let's just go. At least we'll get a picture in front of it. So yeah. we, pull up, we pull up to the place, and we've got our whole band, our whole group is with us. You know, Ian's there, uh, Jack Caramello, Aaron. Stephanie, Chris, we're we're kind of we're all in in the we had a big Econo van that we got to go up there and George's driving. We pull up and it's like obviously the place is closed, <laughs> but we had a real Irishman with us and George's like ah oh, let me just knock on the door see if anybody's <laughs> home you know <laughs> so he knocks on the door and within seconds you know uh, the sweet old lady comes out 84 years old uh, Mary Margaret and invited us in like oh you want the pint you know just the, kind of the whole <laughs> kind awesome. of the whole thing open up and it was just really wonderful like mix the hair on, on the back of my neck stand up just it was a great glimpse of that kind of hospitality she's right. like well I'll make a fire for you are you hungry like wow. and we're just and she's 84 of, yeah just we're just a bunch of goofs from Florida and we're kind of <laughs> and it was great we had George kind of translate a little bit because she was very you know oh, the yeah. country accents very her her voice if you watch the documentary you're really gonna get what we had to deal with a little bit George is a great translator and uh uh, she was just a very sweet old gal. She let Stephanie go behind the bar and clean up and stuff, and it just, uh, and it, it was just, it was a really uh, surreal feeling. I mean, the, her bar was very tiny. Uh, she said her son runs it all the time, but it was just a very cool, very special thing. So we got a picture and more for sure. That's awesome. I, I remember seeing some Facebook pictures. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, one of the things I was going to say, the cool thing about having a, a tour guide, because some people I've talked to in the past are like, oh, I'm not getting a tour guide. I'm going to do this myself. Well, good for you. The thing is. Not only that cool benefit, he knocked on the door and he's a, kind of a local. You miss so, yeah. so much that you would never sure. know. And, and yeah. you don't have to figure out all this stuff. You can just right. have fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. ab- absolutely. And, and George, he was just such a great guy. We can't wait to have him over here and, and show him our merry markets. You know? yeah. Awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned uh, in that list of people that went on the trip, you mentioned Aaron. That's Aaron Vandora. Yep. Right. And he's... She's kind of well-known downtown as one of the popular bartenders at Grazi Italian Grill. He's been with them, I believe, the whole 20 years. Yeah, he's a staple. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's staying with Grazi, but he's also part of the team for Mary Margaret's. So that's a that's you guys you have like a kind of a rock star bar and restaurant. Yeah, yes, you we, do. We feel really good about it, and that's, you know, besides our network and our know-how, uh, just, you know, us being together and being friends for so long and uh 
Yeah, Aaron's been there a long time. I want to say it's about 18 years or so. Mm-hmm. Right. He's been on the bar, I think, 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, like, when they, have, when they were transitioning from their current location from what is now Sundial, I think he, he was doing something else a little bit, but he's always been with them. Uh, he runs their whole beverage program. Yeah. If you ever sit at the bar, he's the, he's the handsome fellow behind the bar in shirt and tie. Uh, just kind of busting his hump for everybody. Yes. And, uh, and him and I just became great friends over the years by he could trust me to look after a cat working late at the bar. Mm-hmm. And like uh, he, there's a famous story about me throwing stuff at somebody for saying not nice stuff to cat. So he just always <laughs> he was always very uh, he, he was always appreciative of, you know, like like up. Oh, yep. I know where she's at. She's fine. You know. Yeah. So we just we uh, we just became really good friends and had been talking about doing something together for a while, too. So that was another part of it that uh, that really made sense uh, where the beer boutique is. Uh, which we lo- I'm a big fan of the beer boutique. Aaron yes. and I were looking yeah. at that space before, and then uh, uh, AVD number three came along the way for Cat and Aaron, so that kind of pushed that whole idea to the right. back burner. So, right. yeah. so proud father of three, Cat and Aaron. Yes, yes. we we hear uh, some parents of, we, of three. We hear yeah. the stories. Aaron's got some some funny stories. Yeah, for yeah. Me. we're gonna try to have him on. Yes. They, they are excited not to be dealing with diapers here with with Mary Margaret. They'd be happy to deal with drunks for, for a little bit. <laughs> They say that now. <laughs> also, also, we were talking about Ian, your your partner, who sure. does a lot of build outs. And we were at the galley yesterday, and Aaron happened to walk in yeah. to see you for a moment. And we we said hi to Aaron, and Aaron was telling us how amazed he was at the work that Ian does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian just got a great attention for detail, and uh, it helps for this is a passion project for him too. He has a deep uh, affinity towards Irish pubs, like myself, and he just the little details like. The stuff that, you know, him and I are mostly on the same page about a lot of great stuff. And then there'll be little little uh, twists and turns that he'll add and little touches like uh, like going in and foraging, finding a whole bunch of Irish pennies to make a backsplash. With, that's like, awesome. Oh, my God. Just, that's so, just so silly stuff like that where we just kind of laugh yeah. and, and smile. And, you know, we're like we, we're put, we put a lot of thought into the, the execution. So I have the menu in my hand, and I, I'm not starting at the beginning. I turn to the fair, part, the part that I'm the most excited yeah, about. Sure. <laughs> it's called From the Old Country. And local fish and chips is the first thing I see. And the galleys uh, on our best fish and chips list, and they're, yes. they're super. So Off I know the these are going to be amazing. It's going to be a little different. So mm. we're doing it with a Smittix. Uh, beer batter Smittix is a great mm. uh, Irish red ale. I love Smittix. Um, it's, it's got a nice full flavor. Um, I'd say it's... I would say it's like Irish Amberbach for anybody that's uh, never had a Smittix. <laughs> so we're going to do that. It'll be a similar style, that kind of almost tempura style cool. on the fish ship, but it's going to be a little bit different, kind of serve how they do uh, across the pond. So it'll be just like a bigger hunk instead of the kind mm-hmm. of the fingers like we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fries will be different. We're using waffle fries, so cool. it'll be fun. Cool. There's traditional shepherd's pie with lamb. That's Braised ground deal. lamb with carrots and peas baked with Mary's golden smashed potatoes. I like that. So there's, uh, there's kind of two things that make a shepherd's pie, a true shepherd's pie mm-hmm. uh, across the pond and, and in Ireland and in the UK, which would be it has to have a lamb mm-hmm. you know, uh, with beef would be called cottage pie. Right. And the other thing is they don't use cheese. Okay. So like adding cheese would be a, a non-traditional element that mm-hmm. they're going to make that kind of nice little stew, that, that braised lamb mm-hmm. on the bottom and then layering it with the mash and baking it off. Cool. Right. So this nice. is going to be very traditional. And you do have the old cottage pie as well. Yes, we do. And that'll have the cheese and the ground beef. That's gonna be. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I know you're making me hungry. Right now. <laughs> There's Irish cheddar mac. Yep, uh, we we felt we could. Uh, people always ask me to do a mac and cheese at uh, 
at the galley and I didn't ever really want to do it. So this gives me an opportunity to do something like that. Uh, and to use, you know, Ireland's known for having some great dairy. Uh, you know, you think of Kerrygold butter. Oh, and, yeah, totally. And, and that sharp Irish cheddar. So we wanted to make a, a, a dish that kind of highlighted some of those greater yeah, finer Ker- Irish elements. Kerrygold's what we normally use here. Yeah, that's good stuff. And bangers and mash, of course. Which is kind of uh, like there's, there was someone giving me a hard time about that in Ireland. That, oh, that's, that's British. You know, well, if you use British links and British bangers, it is. But, uh, <laughs> but we're going to be using Irish bangers. It's a little bit different in, in, right. how, in how they case it. And also on the shepherd's pie and on the, you have a vegan shepherd's pie. Sure. I thought there was another vegan. The, the, well, oh, yeah, a, the, the bangers vegan and cheese, yeah. so, a vegan cheese So with all these new products and, and the way uh, um, the, the markets evolve, I mean, you've got more vegan and vegetarians, you know, by the day. Uh, there's not uh, there's not a week goes by I don't meet someone that's that's changing their their diet. I consume less meat myself, and then and I really kind of got inspired of doing that stuff. Beyond first, we have great product out there. There's great meat substitutes like the Beyond Burger, the Impossible Burger, and they're doing it in different forms. They're doing it in links now. They're doing it in a ground form where you can kind of form your own thing. But I have two uh, longtime friends and Irish musicians, uh, Kay Johanlin, who will be with us on our friends and family nights. And then J.J. Smith, these are full vegans. You know, they, they stopped drinking the Guinness when Guinness still had fish bladder in it. They, oh, used wow. to, they used to have a little bit of fish bladder in the brewing process, gave it that kind of a foaminess to it. Uh, but they took that away. So, the, like, those guys were that kind of hardcore vegan. And it's like, well, what do they eat at an Irish pub? Right. Like, well, I will right. find something for them to eat. So yeah, That's pretty so, cool. So, yeah, and I, I, it's going to be a nice, fun, modern take. I, w- I was writing a review recently, and when I came to one of the vegan items uh, we had while we were there for the review, I was going to write, hey, now you can bring your pain in the ass vegan friends. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, it, but then I realized that Lori has a vegan friend. So instead I wrote, now you can bring your beloved vegan friends. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's, there's all those jokes about, you know, how can you I'm tell I'm glad someone, you're the one that's going to get yelled at yeah. for this, not me. What's that joke? How do you know if you're going to the gym? Well, the person has to post about five times a day. And it's like, uh, you know, it's, kind of, it's kind of evolved with that kind of a meme. But you know, there's just so many people. Like I always call my, my lady, um, Stephanie, she's a picketarian. She's not vegetarian she's not vegan per se but she's picky (laughs) (laughs) so she sometimes picks this sometimes picks that like that's that's a good she doesn't eat a lot of meat so she would be interested in some of this other stuff Mm -hmm. so let's again uh, describe where you guys are the actual address is 29 third street north in downtown st pete and just uh, for point of reference that's kind of around the corner from sushi inc or a couple of doors north of grumpy gringo yeah, Grumpy Gringo, and then uh, t- we're, we share a wall with Top Slice and then uh, Sushi Inc., mm-hmm. uh, and it's right down the alley from the galley. It's 90 yeah. seconds from the back door to the front door. Yeah, it's cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Down the that alley from the galley. Yeah. That, that sounds like a new hashtag. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so Mary Margaret's Old Irish Tavern. The website is marymargaret's.com. Wow, that wasn't taken. Yeah, wow. wow. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Good job on that. Yeah. And then Facebook, it's Mary Margaret's DTSP. Mary yeah. Margaret's plural, mm-hmm. DTSP. Pete Boland, thank you so much. Hey, yes, thanks for thanks having Pete. me, guys. Appreciate you. We will see you over there soon. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker. And you're listening to CP Foodies Podcast. <laughs> We have four new things on the food blog. We have a review of Sauce Lab's hot sauce making kit, which we really enjoyed. And it's really hot too. 
we have a foodies birthday food and bar crawl. It was Alexia's birthday and she put together this roundup that's useful for any type of celebratory restaurant and bar hop around St. Pete. We have Haley's review of Pom Pom's Sandwich Area and Tea House. And Intermezzo has a new cocktail list with over 30 new cocktails. And Lori and I tried many of them and they definitely picked the right people for this one. So check out that review. You'll find all of that on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Next week on the podcast from Copper Shaker and the Estate, we have Alec Gutierrez, also known as Affiliate Jesus. Be sure not to miss this one. If you'd like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. And that's a wrap for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our guests, Pete Boland. And Alec Gutierrez. And thanks to our sponsors. Noble Crust. Pacific Counter. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. None of you.